Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. We're back. I think we're back. That was strange. Haza, where are ya? Where's my mate Harry? Sorry about that, Insta. Hello, Shelbaru. Apologies about that. I don't know what happened there, Insta. I was just getting into that story and it froze on us. Just waiting for Harry to, to join in. Madara, good evening, lovely lady. How are you? Thank you for tuning in. Just waiting for Harry. Come on, Hazza. There he is. Hey, Madara. Let's get my man. Yeah, straight, who said that? Who put that in? Is that you, Madar? Strange you up such a moment. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. That's not the first time that's happened when we've spoken about cancer as well. Rob, no troll, hello, mate. Give you a wave. Hazza, I'm, I'm connecting you, Giza. What's happening? Yeah, it's interesting. You talk about cancer and, and, and healing from cancer and about the poison that they give you. It's funny how it's, it tends to stop your streams. Hmm, interesting. What's going on, Harry? You've invited, has? Hey Rob. Here he comes. Hello. Hello. What are you doing? I'm disappointed. <laughs> Did you manage to save it? Yes, I managed to save it. Yeah, but that was Madara actually just made a comment as well. And it's weird. Every time we're sort of going on those on these subjects, how we get cut off. So it's like they don't want people to know that you can actually take on cancer yourself. And yes, I've witnessed it. We've witnessed it many times over the last eight years. I was going to see if a couple of people that was on joined back, um, Hazard, just quickly, because I know there's any time we bring up Daisy, um, that's lovely as well. You can feel the, the energy from people wanting to, to know what's going on. Cool. Hello, Shabana's back as well. Hello, hello. Yeah, through. This girl, so basically the hospital, after bullying this girl and her family for every day, phoning them up, trying to get them in for anything they could, because this is what they do as well when it comes to cancer. They want you away from the one place where you can feel a little bit of solace and a little bit of clarity and calm at home. They want you in their environment. Okay, and listen, this is my disclaimer. I've not got nothing against doctors individual, as individuals or anyone involved in cancer treatment, but I've got a huge problem in the fact that the system is set up with no intention of healing anyone. Healing. Curing, as we've touched on before, curing, look what that actually means. Curing derives from the word preserve. So we're looking to heal, heal people from cancer, okay? You can't get that from chemo. You can't get that from radiotherapy. I'm telling you that as my truthful experience. With no agenda attached, I'm not selling anything here. I'm just telling you that will not get you better. Never does. Never, ever does. So anyway, the uh, hospital, uh, uh, because they was prepared, this family, and again, think about this. Again, back to the relevance of being truthful. When the dad was on the phone to me saying, James, I just feel helpless. There's nothing I can do. I said, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said, if this was your car, 
we were talking about now, what would you do? And I could, I could feel the, his ego go, what the fuck do you mean my car? Fucking, like, and, and what's the relevance of that? And I just sat on it. I held the space. And he went, oh, I'd get a second opinion. Okay? I, I'd go and look somewhere else. Like, I wouldn't just take on that first opinion because I, I don't know. I've got no uh, knowledge in cancer. I've just been told by one person about my daughter, I'm going to go and get a second opinion. So they went private, like I said. So this family went private. Lo and behold, the private scans that they had to pay a lot of money for showed that the NHS scans, the difference between the, the period of time that the initial one was taken to these private scans, which they got two done, just to be sure, showed clearly... I mean, even if it had just shown that the lump had stopped growing, that's incredible in itself. Why has it stopped growing? That was a fast-growing cancer. Not only did it stop growing, but it showed slight reductions in the main tumour. So, of course, the family are on cloud nine. They've got this to show the hospital, and I'm sure you will think, well, yeah, if they've got that, you can show that to the hospital, and the hospital have got to look at it, and they've got to at least give an opinion on it. So I said to him, I said, listen, they're not going to like the fact that you've gone private. So you've got to be really careful. You've got to box clever. Don't be argumentative. Don't be attacking. Go in there with your truth. What is your truth right now that you've done something? It's, well, actually, yeah, I'm a parent that, you know, loves my daughter unconditionally. I'll do anything for my daughter. And I'm empowering myself with knowledge so that I can understand what I'm being told by the doctors. Now that, what a beautiful truth that is. You've, you've, you've been introduced to cancer in such a ruthless way, but then as a parent, you go, do you know what, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to start reading up on cancer books. I'm going to start looking at the endocannabinoid system. Something that, guys, I'm going to say that again, the endocannabinoid system. Look into what this system does, because we kill cancer cells. Say, go say, on, mate. Say. Save that for our cancer talks. Yeah. All right. We'll do another talk on that anyway. Sorry, go on, Haz. Stay on the the birth certificate first, because on this truth talk, guys, what James is saying is that this feeds into everything. And Mm. what Lads Talk Health do is we we have so many different angles that we talk to, and and it's allowing people to to pick up information on different areas of your life, because... Cancer is a big one, one in two. It means there is people in your lifetime, friends, family, loved ones, that's going to have it. So now we're empowered, we have a decision. But also there's going to be something in uh, the way that finance is system and how our pensions are not actually protected. And then there's going to be something with our health and the food that we're eating. And now that that's it. So we're trying to just show you this all ties together. But when we come back to common law, common law as a human entity, this is the foundation part. And James is one of the best at this because he was one of the first that I knew that was studying this and actually took on the bailiffs through common law. And it is, what you just said is right. This all stems back from one truth. One truth is when we're born, we need to understand we are just as powerful as anybody else on this plane, anyone, once that becomes a knowing, a knowing, whether it's the health system, the nutrition system, the financial system, the educational system, you'll find that this is where as well people go, oh yeah, there's so many different things, you just, everything's a conspiracy. No, 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 no. Have a look at what you subscribe to. Look at what you've done with your kids. Unbeknownst, oblivious, but if you start reading into it, what was the word to look up? Sorry, I know it's common law now. Okay, endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system, and look up apoptosis. So endocannabinoid system, apoptosis. We've got videos on our channel as well about our experiences, and that's something, I mean, we're both extremely passionate about. I've done a lot of work on that subject. So with Daisy now, she's got, on paper, she's got, proof that her her that her tumor shrinking mum and dad are feeling now dad had that feeling of being empowered now as a parent he now not he didn't feel that hopelessness of just handing his daughter over to a treatment which i've not even touched on but the treatment that they've offered this girl was horrendous the side effect and the symptoms were absolutely awful horrendous life-changing any one of them life-changing infertility death 
Fucking hell, death was one of the potential side effects of the treatment. Infertility, hair loss, um, uh, damage to the immune system. It was just a long, 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 long list. And, and what thing out at the moment has a long list of side effects that we're all being exposed to right now? <laughs> yeah, funny enough. Yeah, look at what's going on right now. So and then, let me touch on, so, so that we're, they're at that stage now. So they've, they've empowered themselves with knowledge. Mum and dad are feeling better about themselves. They're all doing, they're doing incredible things as a family. Imagine as a family, the mum, the dad, the sister and Daisy are there of an evening massaging natural medicine into that area, showing it nothing but love, talking to it, just saying that peace. You're not welcome here. We know it's a part of a process. And for those out there who think, are you fucking off your nut? No, you're off your nut for not understanding the power of this, of this being able to think a response to which your body then acts on. How about that? And for, again, without going off subject, if you think that's bollocks, you'll all accept placebo, the placebo effect. Oh, yeah, that's the placebo effect. What is the placebo effect, people? It's someone giving someone sugar and water and going, that's going to fix your broken toe. That'll grow your arm back. Oh, and it grows back. There's thousands of studies of this, thousands. So I don't even go off subject. So these people are in a good place. They've got everything they're ready. Social services. I've explained some of the reason the hospital have gone quiet is because they're planning their next stage of attack. Okay, it's to make you feel nervous. I said, but take it as a win. Remember how stressed you was every day, James, to phone me again. Every day. That he was phoning me. The, the wife just in bits because all the hospital were doing with this sense of urgency, if you don't get him in now, if you don't get him in now. Like, and I didn't even finish the story about the oncologist who, who put his face in her face and went in front of the parents, if you don't start this treatment now, she's going to die. In front of the girl, sitting in the hospital bed, which is when she stood up for herself, which is incredible. So anyway, weeks gone by, no news from the hospital. So I said, listen, you've got to get onto them now. Now you push. Now you go on the line of attack. But bear in mind, obviously, they could go to the next stage with social services, which is the next stage is where they come to visit you at your house. Lo and behold, not two days later, get a phone call from social services. They're going to come to the house. Two of them turn up. Now, I'm not going to go through this meet. I'm going to tell you one thing that the senior social services lady said to Daisy, the 15-year-old girl, all right? 15-year-old, incredibly smart. I'm, I'm, I'd say I coach this girl. She coaches me in these sessions. She's incredible. She knows what's going on. That's my point. Social services are there. The dad, the mum, they've got all their evidence again just to show them, look, these are the scans. He said, the dad said, the social services lady cut, uh, cut him off, just completely dismissed what he said, turned and looked to Daisy and went, why don't you want to take these treatments, Daisy? Do you realize this could save your life? So Daisy cleverly listed off which she'd memorized. Imagine a 15 as well. No, she knows what's going on. She knows she's talking to someone who's trying to make her take a treatment where she knows, well, I could die. I could be infertile. I could lose all my hair. It could ruin my digestive system. Oh, and just to top it off, just to top it off, they put a five-year shelf life on this cancer and these side effects so that if up to five years passes and none of these side effects have happened, then they're irrelevant. It's fine. It's a complete success. If five years and one day goes past one day and that same cancer comes back or any of them side effects, so it kills her or heart inflammation was one, any of it, they treat it as a completely new case and then we'll offer a next, more activated version of that treatment. This is true. I've experienced this plenty of times in the last eight years. How sick is that? How sick is that? So she sat there, listed to the social services lady that have just asked her, why don't you want to take this treatment, which could save your life? She's said what she said. And as God is my witness, this is what, because uh, I spoke to Daisy about this herself as well. She said, James, she said to me that, yeah, but it's like, when you take hay fever tablets, there's a list of, of potential side effects that could be, but people just take them in. She compared fucking chemotherapy with a list as, as, as morbid of, with symptoms as what it was to hay fever tablets. So, of course, at that point, Daisy told her to do one, asked her to leave, social services left. Forward another week, loads of stuff went on, but then they pressed the big green legal button. 
okay? They contact the court. So the hospital, now what they've done, they've done, they've done their two stages with social services. The initial, have a chat at their hospital, just make sure they're aware that social services are involved. Stage two, you go to the house. Stage three, we contact the courts, okay? So they contact the courts. Of course, at this stage, they're applying to get access to the birth certificate. They contact the parents to let them know where we've contacted the courts. And we want to let you know that if you don't come in and sign the consent for Daisy's treatment, so they still, and this is where common law I'm going to get straight back into now, they still have to have the parents sign for Daisy to have the treatment. However, if they don't sign, they'll take Daisy off of them. So Daisy, a girl that had been, in her own words, healing. I'd seen the change in this girl. To give an example of how far this girl come. This girl, with the part of the coaching me and Harry do, we work, it's a very multifaceted approach to healing that we've learned over the years. Works. But like Harry said, of all the damaging, multifaceted damaging uh, aspects we do in life to our bodies, to heal, we've got to go back just as multifaceted. So it is diet, it is nutrition, it is exercise. It is finding out about nature's actual synergistic options that work synergistically with our healing systems. And it is massively about mindfulness, meditation. Yeah, how about that? That is the biggest part. In eight years, I've seen people heal from cancer mainly by their mind just by not accepting their death sentence. And bear in mind, they've been told by this stage, you've only got this time, we're not, we're not even going to, we can't even offer you anything else, because if we offer you anything else, it will definitely kill you. So now we're really sorry, we tried our best. This is as far as we've come. And that's the important thing to remember here as well, people. Just because that's as far as they've come, mainstream medicine, doesn't mean that's as far as your journey goes. In fact, that's when what we've seen is when, when the true miracles happen, when people stand back and then actually take a bit of control back with themselves. So Daisy gets put, now that they're threatening to, uh, to, to take her off the parents, she gets put, and this is how spiteful the hospital is. Initially, they told her that they'd be spreading the treatments because of her age and because of the severity of the type of chemotherapy, they'd be spreading these treatments out over six weeks initially, okay? They turned around and said to the parents, because you've prolonged this for so long, and this is just one of the things they did. Harry, I told you about what they did in, in regards to boosting her hemoglobin levels just so that they could give her the treatment, which they didn't even tell the parents about. They thought they would come up for a consultation. They quickly put her in for a fucking blood transfusion. There and then, they tested her. No, her blood's not up to taking this uh, medicine, so-called medicine. They gave her blood transfusion, kept her in for hours. Again, stressed this girl out completely so that they could start the treatment on the Monday. And they gave her, as you know, I told you, Monday to Friday, intense treatment. They gave her after telling her, no, we'd never do that. We can't do that. It's damaging for the body. They gave her fucking Monday to Friday, this active chemotherapy, intense period, out of spite, out of spite and out of financial gain. Because I'm telling you this as a truth. Hospitals and GPs and oncologists get financial kickbacks for cancer treatments and only cancer treatments. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So back to the common law aspect here, the birth certificate. Can you see? So because you've signed your kids over, unbeknownst to you, to the state, in a situation where, imagine how scared you are as a parent. Imagine this dad, just lost his twin sister, died on a own in a hospice in Ireland, couldn't go near her because of COVID. Couldn't go near her. And again, she got worse once they started the treatment, which is something else that is another talk in itself. But I'm convinced, I don't care how provocative this might sound to you, in my experience, every single person, oh, fuck me, Harry, did I tell you today about Karen, that lady in Australia? Patrick um, from Charlie's show, the, the lady that died. You said that she passed away. Passed then... away yesterday. Sorry, she just came to my... It's a classic example. Every person that I've experienced with cancer that has started taking their own steps themselves, whenever they've gone back to the hospital, it's all gone tits up. 
It's all got worse again. Always. Every single time. And over eight years, I've worked initially on my own and then Harry came on board after three or four years. So between the two of us, a lot of people. And every time they've gone back for any form of... Hey, look at J Jamie's that. John. Can I, can I just jump in there as well? Because this is Please, the yeah, about, yeah, jump in, mate. Sorry. So this, this is the thing about finding your truth as well, guys, is that sometimes you stumble on the truth and you believe the truth and then you start living your life with this new truth. And then you're met with all these opinions and objections and hate and you're wrong and you get ridiculed. So the same with when you get cancer. You start finding the truth. You start feeling better. You start coming away from the system and then when you go back to the system, because you want that confirmation to say, actually, I am doing good, they go and say you're doing the wrong thing. They go and put the fear in, because all we're doing now is stepping into the unknown. And this is another thing that keeps coming back to. When you know your truth, you have to stay with it. You have to stay with it and actually know that people will meet you. We advise all our clients, you're going to get met with negativity in the hospitals, but you need to know that. There's nothing wrong with that. Every, it's the same in life. Your mates are going to have a different opinion to you. You need to know that. But you need to protect your energy and stay with it because, like James said, every time people go back, they get put on a new medication. They get put now in, like the days of case, they gave a blood transfusion when it was a normal consultation. And then it goes yeah. backwards again. So, it's, it, again, it keeps coming back to this is our truths. All of us have to find our own one, and we have people to help share and guide you in the right way. But stay strong to that because it, it can come down to death. That's that's what it's come down to in quite a few cases. And in, in fairness, uh, just and again, just for anyone that this this is me and Harry that have been sharing our story. There's a, a in, thank you Goldilocks, an incredible lady just shared hospital treatment killed my forty-two-year-old uh, cousin in eight months. Like I've I've heard these stories, so I've experienced. Just Literally, my, just my I've experienced in Wicks Cross Hospital in East London, which is supposed to be, it's I grew up in East London, you might be able to tell by the way I talk, but I grew up in an area East London where we were surrounded by big, so-called, you know, good hospitals. Twice, two different people I saw, literally was, was started working with these people, I saw get left after being, God is my witness, two, two different times, both grandmothers, both families, God rest their souls, two different times where they'd started on their own, they'd been told both times, nothing more we could do, okay? They don't want to, um, thank you very much, Karen, love your energy too. They don't want, for some reason, hospitals get precious with people that they're told are going to die. It's very difficult, in my experience, to get them people out of the hospital to... Because often people just want to take them home, and understandably, they want to get. I've been on so many cancelled over the last eight. Now, something I never thought I'd ever experience, to be honest. But I've been on so many cancelled, and they are death zones. I am telling you, they literally infuse death in and around. They look. Well, they literally there's these poor people that often now you go in and one day there's six people. There you go in the next day, three new people. Oh, they died. I'm not kidding. That's how often. This is going on. And most people in hospitals are dying of cancer. Interestingly, there's a lot of suggestion, a lot of evidence from people like Christiane Northrop, look into her, okay, to suggest it's not the cancer that actually is the final nail in the coffin. Coffin. It's the mindset that's created by the environment. You've put them in a place of, you've told them they're going to die, and now you're going to stay here to die. And you're going to give them a you've got this amount of time to live. And just to touch on that, I say this every time, there's not one shred of evidence to support ever in history that someone can point a finger and gauge how long someone's got to live. That is bollocks. That is all part of that, that, that brain game that they seem to play with people. <sighs> Digressed a bit there, Harry, sorry. But <laughs> yeah, so basically, back to Daisy, this, this poor girl, after, after sticking to her truth the whole time, after taking action, I mean, that's what I was going to tell you, just to show you how far this girl would come. This girl, because in part of our coaching approach, back to where this all started, is, is breath work. Because we don't understand. And I, again, this is generic, not just when you're sick, what we're talking about with breath work. If you ever feel stressed, 
If you know how to breathe properly, I can guarantee you every single time you will completely change the way you're thinking in that stressful moment where you start getting sucked into a past and away from you being present. But making it relevant to when you're sick. As humans, we shallow breathe. We breathe with our chests. It often you can't even see if someone's breathing. Okay, but yet we've got these huge pair of lungs that are there, pretty, pretty important as well, considering without our lungs, we don't, like, we don't live because they're responsible for us breathing. Without using our lungs properly, our lungs often degenerate. That's why we've got all these different cardiovascular and things like lung cancer, because we, we're not taught how to breathe properly. Okay, but this, this girl, this 15-year-old girl, in the space of about three or four months, had trained herself with breath work so much that she could hold her breath with every bit of air out of her sixth system. So on an exhalation, three minutes and 26 seconds. First of all, yes, that's impressive, but you're probably thinking at that point, yeah, but what does that even mean? What that means is this, 99.9% .9 of us, 99.9% .9 of the time, live in a state of what's called fight or flight. Now, a lot of people have heard it, fight or flight, you go straight away to, yes, either you stand there or fight or you run off. That's not just how fight or flight works. Fight or flight works, because every, sorry, is present because pretty much most of the day, most of us are either worrying about stuff that's already happened or predicting a future that's not even happened yet that we're starting to worry about and get anxious. When we do that, we've got chemicals within our body called neopeptides that go, have a party and look to attack where, you, where you're vulnerable. So if it's cancer, it'll attack your cancer or feed your cancer. Don't believe me? Look at Christian Northrup, look at Raphael Mishulim, Christina Sanchez. These are very well-known people within this field to talk about this, okay? By learning how to breathe properly, you can shift yourself from that toxicity state of fight or flight into an alkaline, alkaline state, which a lot of people know, oh yeah, alkaline diet, I've heard of that, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, we can do these things ourselves with our body, albeit a temporary shift. But within that shift, so for three minutes and 26 seconds, Daisy's living in this state of healing, which if you, I mean, you hear what she says when she comes out of it and the life she exudes when she goes through this. And she's been doing that breathing exercise. Imagine this every day during them giving her chemotherapy, this incredible girl has been doing her breathing exercises and her mindfulness work and meditating. And she's not lost one hair on her head. Not one hair on her head, even though the hospital denied her a cold cap. For you who don't know, that's something to help prevent someone from losing their hair. All lined up with the company that supplied them in the hospital, only to be told at the last minute, no, no, she can't have a cold cap because of some bullshit reason about there is uh, some evidence to suggest, some evidence to suggest. But either way, no choice given to the girl. And yet she's still not lost her hair on her head. So... Yeah, pretty impressive. So you can see, like, even when you do stick to the truth, because we're unaware of our, our law... You've got really quiet. Can now? someone confirm if that's just my end? Or... What about now? You're really quiet my end. Sorry, if there's anyone can just confirm if they can hear Harry. As long as they can hear you, don't really... I'll, I'll listen in closely. Any, any better? Terror, is terror on. Right. Terror on. Is anyone there? Can you confirm if, if you can any, hear Harry, please? Any better now? No, not my end, mate. He's fine. Thank you, Goldilocks. Don't mind about me. Go on, mate. Okay. So ju just, just to um, uh, highlight then, even when you are speaking your truth and you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing, you can't hear me, James. Hardly. I'm having to strain, mate. Okay. You're, you're, you're still... Sorry, just coming out of floating. You're, you're still, you're still tied down to the legal system, not the lawful system. And it's so important to know this just to be prepared for these things. Because if this family had more time to be able to research, to connect with more people, to to prepare more arguments, to delay the process a bit more. There might have been something else, but they've done all they can. It's incredible what they've done together, but to still be put through this whole process. And common law is something that's really helped me the other day. And because I knew it very well and I was very confident with my truth at that point, I was prepared to take what I needed to to where I am now. But this happens with tax, 
bailiffs, even confrontation with the police uh, when they come up to you. People take away your rights and we give them over. Parking tickets is another one. If you, if you park on a private property and you've got a private parking ticket that comes on, you're not entitled to pay it. Not entitled to pay it at all. They will send a letter to you. Then they'll send another letter. You haven't paid it. It's gone up by 100 quid. Now it's gone up. Then they'll send you a fake court letter. It's going to go to court now. You just ignore them all. You can even send them back to them if you wanted to. But you're not entitled to pay it. And then the bailiffs will come round and they're going to be two massive guys knocking at your house. And what happens is you get scared, you let them in, they take your TV. You don't even have to let them in. <laughs> and what we would like to do is go through some of these examples at other episodes as well. Like each, each topic we can spend a bit more time on. And the beauty of Lads Talk Health, we get other people on now to share their stories and experiences with this. But when, when it comes to knowing these things then, when you are met with challenges and you are met with resistance, you know what you're entitled to do. So you don't have to stress and waste energy with arguing. You don't have to stress and be in fear, like uh, looking over your back that someone's going to come to you because you know you're okay. And now, like we mentioned earlier, there's a big community of us, especially on Telegram, what we've experienced over the last three days. If you're stuck, you can now just go, guys, <laughs> And then you just get this army full of people with all these resources to help you too. Oh, there you go. Look, from Karen. Thanks, Karen. You've been really engaging, which we really appreciate. Just got off with a parking ticket. I've got a court summons for non-payment of council tax now, but I'm doing my... Right, listen, Karen, you don't have to take any notice of any of the notices, funny enough, is what they call you, call them, that come through your door. However, you are going to get to a stage where the bailiffs will come. That, that is going to happen. All you need to know then, in fact, Karen, if you want, we, we'll share this on an, uh, but if you want to reach out as well privately, I can help you out here. All you need to know is first and foremost, as a knowing, as a knowing that these people have bought your debt. <laughs> They it. have bought your, you no longer, first and foremost, that debt belonged to Karen's bit of paper, the, the Karen in capital letters with a title, Mrs. Karen, whatever else it says. First and foremost, that's where the debt was, um, that's who the debt, no, what in fact, because it's in it, it's a fiction, it's your legal fiction. That's where your debt was who your debt was assigned to. This bit of paper with Mrs. Karen, whatever it is that's written on there. Okay, that's first and foremost. Secondly, okay, that company that they're going to send round, they bought your debt completely, in completion. So in essence, this fictitious debt, part of this fictitious legal system of this fictitious Mrs. Karen, all a bunch of bollocks, all a bunch of fiction, okay? Someone's actually just gone and gone, do you know what? Not told you, but you ain't got to worry about that anymore because we bought it. But what they do is they buy it and then go, you've got to pay us £500 more than whatever it was in the first place and blah, blah, blah. And we've got to... Listen, as Harry knows, this is especially dear to me because I took on the court system because, I, again, and in the truth, and way all them years ago, as I, before I was aware of a lot of this stuff, it was just an inner truth knowing, hold on, I just got a letter through my door with big red writing, you know, urgent, fine, thousand pounds, or, you know, or we're coming in, in, not verbatim, but in layman's, or we're coming back to take your things. And I'm not going to lie, initially, I was like, never dealt with a bailiff before. I flapped, I panicked, me and the missus, and again, as, as much as I laugh about it now, me and the missus got into an argument over it. Oh, what did you pay this time? So we didn't pay, I don't know, I ain't got a clue. But this is what? The energy, this little fucking bit of paper, these fictitious bollocks managed to get into my home, my safe place, my place of love where I'm in control and ruin an atmosphere. So inside I just knew something weren't right. Something, my truth was, no, James, you need to do a bit of work. What I had to do, Karen, was I had to study a section of legalese, which is something we touched on the other day, which is a whole different version of the English language, which these people that bend us over barrels and shaft us 
have been scummy enough to write and put into the Blackstock dictionary so that they know, for example, Karen, on your court summons, correct me if I'm wrong, did it not say you must appear on a certain date? Because the word must actually means may. It's an invitation to a party for you to get fucked, basically. That's what they do, these people. They use words, and that's just one example. We touched on another one the other day. Whenever you get stopped by the police, you get pulled over. Can I have your name, please? No. Am I obliged to answer that? Am I obliged to give you my name? No. <laughs> you can walk away at that point. I, again, I, we can go down. Delver, you can get in, into the fact they were... Oh, she's laughing. You can go, in, you go into things deeper if you want, but... It's, it's knowing where you are from, we, me and Harry, and again, part of our coaching practice is about foundation work, because this is something that gets robbed from us from day dot. And if you subscribe to the far in space model and people that are upside down spinning around in Australia, I'm talking directly to you now, people, all right? We get sold this broken foundation that we're all an accident. It's all gases exploding, and I'm not religious, first and foremost, so let that sink in. But after studying heliocentrism for nearly, <coughs> what has a car? Oh, well over 10 years, it's gotta be nearly 15 years. Heliocentrism, for those who don't know, is what we're told, what our kids get told about, <laughs> about space, right? So we get sold this system. Go on, mate. Remember guys, this is our truth. And, and again, when it comes to truth, it's gonna challenge what you believe. But the thing is true, if we challenge you, all we ask is, well, show us what you believe then. If, if we're wrong, show us what you believe. Because if it's then, you can, we can go, okay, that makes sense. Then that becomes truth. It's not about us being right and you being wrong. But what happens is, is when it challenges people's beliefs, people get angry and go, you're fucking nuts and it must be. And here's a good one. I've got a whole folder on my phone. Go on Google. It's on Google. And I'm like, <laughs> and I can't find the answer. So what James is going to say, and, and a lot of these things as well, if you're not sure, try to find a reason to make sure that they're not right, rather than just attack us and just disagree. Because when you know your truth again, and people start talking about this stuff, I know exactly where to go and say, well, well what about this then? How do you explain that? Same with the vaccine, same with COVID, same with the PCR test. I've got reasons why it's not right. And you're telling me that we need to take a vaccine, but you can't show me just one reason why we should. I can show you fucking loads of reasons why you shouldn't. All them people dying, all these scientists coming. I can show you loads, but just show me one. That's all I'm asking for. You can't. So then yeah, you get... Sorry, go on, mate. But on, even on that, though, Hazard, as well, we, what they do show us, they won't show, they won't show us why we, we... For example, they've never, ever, ever isolated COVID. So for those who don't understand what that means, is that test the only thing in existence that told us COVID existed was a PCR test. A fucking PCR test, which they've now admitted doesn't differentiate between a cold, a flu, a cold, nothing. It don't, and it will pull up stuff that's from way back when, that's where they'll tell you you're asymptomatic, which basically means you've got fuck all wrong with you, but you're still a carrier of, of something which the only thing on the plane proves it has now been said, actually, no, it was a load, load of rubbish. With this, with this continuing, I mean, uh, whenever it is in December, but yet people will still ask you to take a COVID test. How twisted, how twisted is that? And sorry, as I digress, what they do show you is from day one, it's a 99% plus survival rate with your own immune system. That's never changed. That is never, ever changed. So why, on God's green earth, would you go and shoot your kid with two jabs of an experimental medication, which is exactly what it is, because for those of you who say, yeah, it's been approved, emergency approved, emergency approved, clinical trial. Layman's, it's all we've got right now, so we're just going to go with it. But it's an emergency, so if things go wrong, we don't it's the best we had at the point. 
Sorry, Azza. No, no, no. Go back. Go back now to the the foundations because this is the one that challenges everyone. We've all been born into a lie, and I want to, to carry that on, James. So this is yeah. people. Just be so, and, and then just think. How do you know? Right. So basically, so we before I go into this, we're going to define terms. All right. Because, like I said, and for some people, you say, "No, that's not what I believe." But listen, this is what we are told, right? So, first and foremost, we are spinning at a thousand miles an hour, right? We've got people. We're on a fifteen-degree tilt, which is the Earth, right, on an axis, fifteen-degree axis. We've got people, buildings, cars. Airplanes, helicopters, air balloons that apparently, if the world's here, that are sticking to this ball, <laughs> just on a 15 degree tilt, to spinning at a thousand miles per hour. All right. So you've got all of this life in Australia held on to this spinning ball. This spinning ball, and by the way, this spinning ball is traversing on a gravitational orbit around the sun at 600. And sixty-six thousand miles per hour, six six six. And at the same time, I'm not even going to go into other planets. All right, we're not going to go into the moon. We're not going to go to moon landing. <laughs> we're not going to go into any of that. We're going to go into just what we're told about Earth and the Sun for the meantime. And at the same time as the thousand miles per hour that we're on spinning, this is what you believe. And then the six hundred and sixty-six thousand miles per hour in the Sun. And at the same time, the whole of our planetary system is traversing across the universes and galaxies at over five and a half million miles per hour. What I just explained to you is what our kids sit in front of a teacher in science and get told. Now, what's the importance of this? Is this is all based on you being insignificant? You're being because this stems from the theory of the gases colliding, atoms hitting atoms, joining up, very layman's version. Boof, millions and millions of years, we start evolving. And all, all, all started from this complete accident, which means the most beautiful things in your life, your, your, your mum, your dad, your sister, your brother, your kids, you're all insignificant because you all started from a fart in space. So... Regardless of whether you do subscribe to that, and I'm sure there'll be some people now thinking, hmm, hmm, that is what they tell us. And just to quickly give you one other bit of information to let this sink in, because the ones that have gone, and I'm not saying this in a patronizing <laughs> way, because for the record, me and Harry used to believe this shit also. And when we heard this stuff, before I looked into it, I dismissed it, because I've been told by someone else. I've never looked into it, never found an interest in it, but I dismissed it. But when I said to you about people sticking upside down to a ball, so, you know, right now, if we was in Australia, uh, I was in Australia, and I was literally, we're walking, our feet are on the opposite side of the world, upside down. And Harry's, what's Harry being stuck, stuck to the, the earth by? For those that would have said, gravity. Okay. First and foremost, which type of gravity are you talking about? There's two gravities. You've got Einsteinian gravity and you've got Newtonian gravity. Now, first and foremost, I'm not being patronizing. Hands up who knows the difference. Which one do we currently subscribe to? Well, first of all, we're told gravity, if anyone explains it, well, that's gravity where it drops. That, that, that's Newtonian gravity, and that was like invented in the 1600s. And remember, it's called the gravitational theory. It's, the, it's a theory still. Someone's made this theory up. So in right. that was this. Sorry, go ahead, you go. Okay, sorry. And then 1915, Einstein come up with a new concept and say, actually, it's the, the bending of space and time, relativity. So there's no force to it. So the first thing is... But, but mate, but wait, sorry, I've got to interject. But the importance is, is, because you skipped over it, and I know it's easy to do, but going back to your ball, for your believers in this stuff, yeah, your whole 
planetary system is made up and hinges on gravity being a force with a pressure rate of 9 meters per second per second square that's how fast it's coming down like how you say drop the mic boom gravity right so like i'm going to give it back to you but what you just said 1915 not only did einstein's theory of general relativity get launched however it superseded officially superseded what does that word mean people dismissed rubbish falsified newtonian gravity and this is accepted by science so right now if you used to speak to an astrophysicist like George Moussa who I actually stuck it on myself personally you speak to them about gravity and they'll tell you no gravity's not a force but hold on how does the water stick to the earth how does everything happen without gravity it doesn't so Hazar back to your point you have to emphasize that in 1915 Einstein's theory said no longer any more is there a force is the bending of space and time and, and so we're going to simplify this so you can see this is quite confusing right what we've been told what we believe what oh and already there's loads of conflicts there you're born into a world and you've got confusion constantly james talks about your foundations all the time but you're born into a world and you're told that you're spinning a thousand miles an hour we can't feel it you're told that that sun over there that, that we're told rises and moves around the sky it's not actually moving that's us so already is that you've got your senses and you can see it feel it we can experience it but actually sometimes your senses are wrong so from day 1 we're already doubting ourselves because all of you i guarantee have had a godlike moment you've had a spiritual moment you've had a connection with a ghost you've had some presence around you you can't really explain it but you felt it it is as real as it can be for you but you you don't really want to admit it because you feel like oh, i might be going mad i'm seeing things and i'm but you felt <laughs> the reason why you have that doubt is because from day 1 you're already questioning your senses because you said they give you all your experience in life all of them but sometimes they're going to be wrong and why is this important because from the very get go your main truth your flaw that you're standing on is already wobbly so it's very hard to make all these other decisions when we're going off of an unstable foundation and again we we ask people challenge us on it the hardest thing is is to accept it because it's so fucking crazy but the way that james just explained the model that we all subscribe to sounds pretty crazy on its own <laughs> a paradox yeah. if you remember the big bubbles and you got this big bubble thing space grows by 2 million miles every second <laughs> how they work that out we're going through it at all these miles an hour as well but yet we feel like we're still the sky goes around us like we see the moon the sun the moon they move up and down like we see across the sky so we've got all this craziness already and we can't even work out who we are what we're about why we're here because we've got all this confusion so what me and James try to do is now share this information because we was in this position where we're like that's nuts and when you start looking into it and you go with the narrative first what we've been told as truth as facts and it doesn't make sense and then you start looking at other things it doesn't make sense and the reason why we brought this topic up is because it wake it woke me and James up to then dismiss all the lies that we're shown all the people that are then got the science background they got the certifications they're talking about space and moving through it we can dismiss them straight away i don't even have to waste my energy on it it's a load of rubbish because they can't even answer This is a question to ask anyone. How do you know that we're spinning? Just stay on that question. How do you know we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour? Your mind's going like that. Your ego's going oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the seasons. But how do you know we're spinning? You can't find it anywhere on the internet. Nowhere. Someone might say a pendulum's hanging from a museum, and that's how you know we're spinning. How does that prove we're spinning? Oh, you brought up a good point, yeah. Coriolis. 
So if you are going to look into this stuff, people, at that point, that Harry just described, the pendulum, which in the centre of London, you've got that museum. I remember going as a kid and like to stand in there and there's that big pendulum and they're saying, they're explaining to you, oh, as the pendulum's swinging, you've got the rotation of the earth underneath the pendulum. It's like, wow! And it's called Coriolis. Okay, so how Coriolis works is... And by the way, just why is this all relevant? Again, why is it all relevant? Because to, to the truth movement, to common law, to law of the land. Because does it not make sense that if you become knowing that I'm not an accident, and you don't have to be religious. This is the beauty of this. You ain't got to get into a gang mentality of you need to do this, you need to follow this book, or you need to read that book. No, inside, get the mirror up. Look how great you are. <laughs> because all of a sudden, like Harry said, oh, hold on, I've got my five senses that have been given to me. I refer to the higher presence as truth. Because if there is a God, for me, the truth of God would be, you haven't got to read this particular book. You haven't got to convert this particular book. You're all made in my image. And you're all entitled to have access to me. That's my truth. That's the way I look at God. So I refer to God as the truth. If you find out as a knowing that everything you've been told about your accidental, insignificant foundations is flawed, and you can do this, people. You haven't got to be a scientist. I'm not a scientist. I was shite at school, probably because I was listening at school to science, listening to these bollocks they were telling me, and I switched off. I can't remember. But it was only when I got older and I started realising about truth of where do we come from? Like, it is an interesting question. And you start looking into, and then you start getting ridiculed by people when you ask questions. That's what made me start searching into this. Because wouldn't it be nice to find out if that's all a load of bollocks, then that must mean that I am supposed to be here. My kids were supposed to be born. They've been chosen out of all the millions of sperms that shot at the same time. You came through. It wasn't an accident. You're special. You're unique. And that's the importance of learning your origins. Your actual origins. Why wouldn't that interest you? And we're all about living in the now. But how can you live in the now if your whole life you've been broken by being led to believe you're an accident? No matter what you're gauging, if that's what you subscribe to, you subscribe to, well, I just got here. And maybe you're happy with that. I just got here. Well, fuck it. It was just a fluke. Who knows how I got here. Well, what harm is it thinking, oh, I got it. I came, oh, I'm created. That means I was, I was supposed to be here. For all my flaws and imperfections, I got a shot at this place because I was supposed to. And I might get 80, 90 years off here if I'm lucky. Now knowing that I'm supposed to be here. So fuck me, I'm going to make the most of my time because I'm not an accident. I've, I must have a purpose. I was put here for a reason. What is my purpose? Well, how about it starts by doing what it is that I actually like doing? rather than spending eight hours of your day working for someone else doing what you don't enjoy doing, always moaning about, oh, wish I'd do something else. How about taking that step? Because when you look into this stuff, I'm going to touch on Coriolis quickly, Harry, because it's important, because you kept emphasising about the spin, and I agree with that. So if we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, the way it's gauged is some by something called the Coriolis effect, where you've got, Two reference frames. Refer reference frame number one is the Earth. And obviously, on that uh, inertia reference frame, frame, you're spinning. Because the Earth spins. Okay, this, I'm, I'm, I'm using their narrative. This is what we're told. Okay, where is the second reference frame? Where does the, the pendulum swing above? The non-inertia reference frame. So as soon as you leave the spinning ball, and it's not hard to, I have got a ball here to show you, it's a shame. But if you think anything is spinning, so the Earth's spinning, west to east, it spins, west to east. If I'm on it, I'm just always spinning around with the Earth, all right? And I'm stuck to the Earth. As soon as I go up in the air, I, I get into the second reference frame, the non-inertia reference frame, which means I've left the Earth. Okay, why am I emphasizing this so pedantically? 
For those that don't know, there's a guy called Neil deGrasse, Ty Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who's that? The modern Einstein, basically. He's the fella that, when it comes to science, he's on all the talk shows. He's the dude. He's the main dude. He's the Jesus, the current Jesus when it comes to science. He tweeted one year about the big final of the NFL. And someone took a kick in the last minute. And the ball just about went over the goalposts. And the reason it was, he said, because he worked out with his mathematics, a man-made language, his mathematics, that the, the post, because of the rotation of the earth, was spinning and the ball went through the post because of Coriolis. And it sounds like, oh, that makes sense. If you subscribe to it, oh, yeah, of course, because the ball's in the air. It's no longer on the moving surface. So if, the, if it's going against the spin of the earth, it means whatever's coming this way is coming closer and quicker to the ball, the goal. Woohoo! Brilliant. All makes sense, doesn't it? Until someone tweeted a reply to him straight away. Uh, this isn't going to be verbatim the areas, but let's just say LA, LA to ta Texas, whatever it was. Let's say LA to Texas, he said. How comes when I fly from west to east with the spin of the earth, it takes me five hours? And when I fly back the other way, at the same speed, because they tell you as you're flying, we're cruising at a, it's normally about five and a half hundred miles per hour. We're cruising at a five and a half hundred miles per hour. There's some slight turbulence. But how comes going back the same way against the spin of the earth, it takes me exactly the same time? Now, that might not resonate at this point. But when that penny drops... That completely disproves every time you've been on an aeroplane, you've disproved the heliocentric model every single time. Because you name me one time where you've got on an aeroplane and there's been, because to go with the spin of the earth, 1,000 miles per hour, can you imagine how fast that aeroplane needs? It's already going at 1,000 miles an hour before it even takes off. How fast has that plane got to get up to get elevation, hi, Harry, did you just come back from Brazil? <laughs> uh, to get elevation and then start flying with the spin of the earth to the next destination. How could that ever take the same time? Think about people going back the other way when you go home from your trip on your holiday. Why did it take you the same amount of time? I'll tell you why. Because the earth does not spin. And... These, these representation people that come in, the spokespeople, again, we're seeing it right now with COVID. You get the scientists on the TV, it's been the same for 18 to two years, 18 months to two years, same scientist. And yet all the public have had the same questions. Why this don't make sense? What about this? But we never get them answered, which then leads on to the media. The media lie to you. Leans the, the, the pharmaceuticals, they're lying to you. Big techs, they censor us. That's why everyone's on Telegram at the moment, because they lie to you. And what you start seeing is that it all infiltrates with each other. And like uh, James said about going back to your foundations, if we start stopping of what we think we know, and let's go back in history. Let's go a bit back further. So when we go to cancer, let's have a look when chemotherapy first got introduced. And who introduced chemotherapy? The Rockefellers. Oh, Rockefellers then introduced the education system to then teach it and funded the universities and gave them a shitload of money if they did teach this same science that they've been teaching. And if you didn't do it, you wouldn't get the money. So the university would fall behind. So then they'd get involved. If you go back even further, you'll see the world wars were funded by both sides, by the Rockefellers, the, <laughs> like, the Rothschilds, all of them, it's all the same thing. And this is the beauty of knowing this, is then we don't have to keep accepting things that we're told. We can stay, t start taking our power back. We can start doing a bit of research. And do you know how empowering it is when you find out something for yourself? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. And like James said, the more you look into it, the more you realize you don't know anything. So you have more to look into, which makes life even more exciting. Every day now, I James are like, oh my God, have you seen that? This is mental, the way that this works and the body and, and it gets fun. And then all that fun and excitement, we can let go of all the anxiety, the fear, the trapment, all this stuff that we keep holding on to, the past that's gone. 
we're here now. Where do we want to go? We want to come together. We want to live in a world where we're all happy. We're not fighting. We're not taking orders from people that do not care about us. This is where we're trying to go with this truth movement because it's truth. You can't argue with it. And if you've got a better reason to show it why you're truth, then great. We all agree with that. We can all go on that one. And Lynette, exactly. We want to have fun. They just go back to the kids. They're just playing. They're not running around angry, miserable, and shouting at each other. They're all just enjoying life, experiencing, learning from everything. That's where we've got to go back to, but with a new outlook on things. So I hope it's been good because we've got some new watches today. And over the last three days since the video, we've been introduced to a number of other people. Like James said from the start, it's not about me and James, Lads Talk Health. It's about you guys too. We get people on here, we get people to share their stories, their experiences. What did you learn from it? What would you advise other people to do going forward? And if we can do that collectively, quite quickly we're going to start shifting. Quite quickly we can work together and if someone needs some help, we can go, ah. And then someone else has got a resource and put them in touch with. Me and James have a great network now of of healers, sharers, therapists, coaches. There's, there's someone for all of us. And this is the whole purpose of Lads Talk Health now. It's to educate, it's to inspire, it's to motivate, it's to share information so you now can take your power back and start working on a, on a more stable foundation to start living the life that you want to. Wow, Harry. Uh, <laughs> that was lovely. That was brilliant, mate. And um, and this is the beauty of truth. You touched on it there. This is what I wanted to end with, funny enough, before I thought about it. Just as, as much as the stuff we spoke about, and I know there's been some deep stuff, some random stuff. Once you start looking into your own truth, it genuinely does feel really nice. And there is a hell of a lot of fun that's involved because all of a sudden you go from and dependency state where you're always looking for someone else to tell you the answer to all of a sudden looking in the mirror and going, do you know what? I know me better than anybody else. I'm the only one who's ever been me. I'm the only one who ever feels me. Guess what? I know what's best for me. That's my truth. And that doesn't need translating into any different way to anybody else. You hold that up, what you'll find, like we've experienced over the last 48 hours, is other people's truths. Because you fire that into the stratosphere, the energy, that truth. Like I said, it's an internal infinite. That's what we said when you asked me about it earlier. I said, oh, is truth is the only infinite energy. It's something that as soon as you reach on or you have that truthful moment, you can share it with someone else and it will resonate with them. And it might not be their truth. But it's the energy, because it's not a right or wrong to it. It's just you build the energy of truth and someone else goes, oh, yeah, and I'll give you an example of something else, which is their truth. There's no gauge to truth. It is what it is. So enjoy your truthfulness. Enjoy your greatness. Really enjoy it tonight, um, Azra. It was a good chat. And thanks to everyone that's joined over the last, well, today, but also over the last 48 hours on the Telegram group. Look out for it. My Bromley on Sunday, we're going to be doing a chat with Common Law. Um, because there's so much to touch on with that as well. Um, go on, mate. We're going to go through a lot more of the words, the, the manipulative language that the, the legal aid system provides, but also then from a healing aspect and just the way our internal dialogue can change to change ourselves as well. The, the communication, we all say it goes back to source. It starts with that thought. It's what comes out of our mouth that matters. So if you can choose the good one, your whole day, everything else changes from that. Your energy... You're healing. You're the commander. You are your own God. And this is, yeah, it's exciting. So just to uh, say, guys, thank you again for joining in. Please do follow us on Let's Talk Health on the Telegram page. Uh, please do share uh, our profile to other people. Oh, man. Has it? Have you seen? Sorry, like this. I'm blown away. That's so lovely. Honestly, I'm chuffed right now. Karen, thank you very much. And just to let Goldilocks. you... Sorry, go on, mate. Monday evenings and Wednesday evenings, me and James always do the lives. It's at uh, 7.30 Monday evenings UK time, 8 o'clock Wednesday evenings UK time. 
And then five o'clock Sunday evening, uh, Lads Talk Health, we, we partner with my Bromley. So um, stay tuned and uh, look forward to connecting with you all more often. All right, mate. And also, because I don't want to miss anyone. Thank you, Shabana. Thank you, Madara, as you always, Madara. Thank you, Mary Solon. Thank you, everyone. Honestly, really giving me a, a lift anyway, just reading your comments. That's brilliant. Thanks very much. See you later, Hazard. Shout out to you soon, mate. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram, on Telegram. If you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil forward slash cannabis oil forward slash thc oil you'll also find us on instagram at lads talk health we've got a community membership site if you're interested please reach out the membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com and again love to all